Hello and welcome to Juice with Justin. Kids, how train? Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be sort of this format of random thoughts about training youth athletes. Youth athletic development for those who haven't reached their teenage years. So I'm talking about boys and girls who are prepubescent, typically in the ages of 12, maybe 13, depends on the maturity level, but like kind of like 12, 13 and under. We have this saying here at PPC, kids, aren't adults. They shouldn't train that way. For example, try getting a kid to do three sets of 20 uninterrupted goblet squats. Probably ain't gonna happen. You know, when I grew up, I was sort of the stranger things generation. We'd go on our BMX bikes, chuck them on the lawn, run to our friends' houses, explore, run, jump, play, throw, get into mischief, things of that nature. It was a little bit less structured, a little bit more chaotic, but it was one full of a wide range of activities. These days, life seems a a little bit structured like there's play dates all the sports and trainings are organized there's a bit of a fear culture out there so parents don't necessarily want their kids like traveling on their own it's just the way that society is these days and you know it's up to us the coaches like the businesses and the teachers and the PEs and the schools to kind of meet everyone kind of where they're at so if that's kind of the nature of like youth activities and sports what can we do first off in youth athletic development you want to expose kids to a diverse Diverse range of movement literacy. I take it to like the dictionary. Expose kids to tons of movements, tons of words. Give them a large foundation of movements that they can access, that they can get exposure to, that they can learn and master. A wide vocabulary. That way when they reach their puberty years and their teen years, they have a nice solid foundation which you can build on. And ideally if we have that strong foundation, we're not just building one-story houses, we're building skyscrapers. One way to accomplish this, play all sports, do tons of activities, go outside, lead by example. Play multiple sports year-round, sports that access different qualities like an overhead sport like tennis and then you know a court or field sport like soccer. Try things like rock climbing, playing in the park, whatever like you're only limited by your imagination here. And parents, teachers, coaches, anyone that has influence on the youth population, lead by example. It's so much easier for a kid to adopt like an athletic, a healthy lifestyle, learn by seeing and doing rather than hearing, being told to, then doing. On goals, the whys, like the reasonings for youth athletes to get into fitness, to get into training, to get into sports, I think those are really important. Like if we start off thinking our kid is gonna be the next best athlete, basketball player, soccer player, whatever, your whys, the reasons for doing this are probably gonna be negative and it's not really gonna work out long term. Random thoughts on mindset of whys and goals around youth athletic development. We should try to develop a positive relationship with fitness. Have fun. Preferably we do exercise in groups and or amongst peers. If they learn these foundations and skills, both fitness and social now, this is something they'll be able to maintain as they grow and mature and become adults. It should be exploratory versus dictatorship-y. You should allow them to learn by doing and make mistakes, setting up the environment for discovery as opposed to what might be like an adult training program where you're kind of just telling someone and then having them do it. I've said this before, expose them to a large base of movement foundations, movement literacy, like give them as many words as possible so that it sets them 
up to take advantage of their puberty years when there's just a lot of muscular skeletal life development. Lastly, coaching. Like it should be about coaching, it should be about life skills, it should be about social skills, it should be about development as a human being. If we're doing sports and trainings and group sessions amongst peers, they're gonna learn about process. The discipline of showing up to something consistently and then getting better at it. Overcoming obstacles and failures. The value of how practice allows someone to get better at a skill. And lastly, they're gonna get people skills. Like so many social interactions happen in peer groups when it comes to youth athletes that it's a perfect melting pot to learn about social dynamics, life skills, and that can transfer into things like school, at home, how they deal with adults, things of that nature. And also just getting that additional perspective from hopefully good mentors and coaches as opposed to their parents, it's just gonna reinforce positive life skills moving forward. If you're a parent, if you're a coach, how might you implement strategies to optimize youth athletic development from all angles? Here's one tip. You gotta try to gamify as much as possible. Take exercises and drills, take skills that you wanna learn and turn it into a game or competition. Challenge the individual, challenge the group. By doing this, you're just gonna get a lot more buy-in. The kids are gonna have more fun. They're gonna learn faster. And just in my experience, you get a much better result. For example, if you wanna work on the athletic skill of hopping or jumping, what you can do is set up two or three lines with six cones, a meter apart, straight, and then have them race against each other in a single leg hop, weaving in and out, back and forth from start to finish. That drill is gonna yield more intent, fun, buying, and learning, as opposed to just trying to teach them some sort of like low-level plyometric hop where they're doing it by themselves. On sets and reps, you know, there's not really like a structure to sets and reps. Actually, the kids are a pretty good determinant of how much they should and shouldn't be doing something. So I'll state that again. Let the kids determine when they're done with something. A training plan with youth athletes needs to be very flexible. So for example, I might play this game called King of the Castle. And let's say we have three players. There's gonna be four cones in a big square and there are four tennis balls and each person gets like a side, a castle. The first person to get three balls in their castle wins. So here you're working on change of direction, 360 degree movement, spatial awareness, coordination, things of that nature. So you're able to sneak that in into a game. If they're having fun, they might wanna play this for 10, 15 minutes. Let them, let them do something that they like to do. It's gonna help them build a positive relationship with training and build buy-in for future stuff when it might get a little bit more technical. Conversely, they might hate it, not like it, and only play one or two games. But in my experience, when you find a way to sprinkle in athletic qualities into competitions and to gamify it, that usually never is a problem. So that goes on to my next point. You need to sprinkle in athletic traits, qualities like training, skills, concepts, into fun games and challenges. It's almost like you have to trick them into doing stuff that you want them to do. At PPC, we do have strength portions in our youth athletic development sessions. We are gonna do our PPC pillars. We're gonna squat, hinge, push, and pull, but it might look a little bit different. Instead of maybe doing like just regular squats, I might have them take 
a sandbag and hold it and set up a line that's maybe a meter high for five to eight meters and then have them squat under each side walking through that line for five to six meters and guess what like while they're doing that while they're going under repeatedly going laterally under this line and up and down for five six meters they're working on their squats that's just a creative way to sprinkle in the quality of a squat into something that could be maybe a little bit more fun um, for a youth athlete. Instead of rows, like instead of pulling exercises, I mean, we can do them. Like it's, it really depends on the kids. Like in the more, the more trust and buying you have with them, the more it can look like traditional training. But like for a row, like instead of doing like a TRX pull or trying to do a pull up, have them do a tug of war with a rope. That's gonna work on their pulling skills, trunk coordination, etc. And for sure, it's gonna be more fun for the youth athlete. Lastly, for how to maybe implement this stuff, setup is key. You kind of need structured chaos. Have a template, like have an idea of what something might look like and ideas. You know, you might have like an athletic portion with games, a strength portion with games, a speed portion, a trunk portion, etc. But allow for a lot of flexibility. This is a bit of an abstract concept, but if you can set up the environment for success, almost like throw like a, like a field of landmines out there into your training space that has a variety of athletic qualities of things that they can explore that's gonna give them a diverse movement library. And you know, you'll be surprised. They kinda just figure it out on their own. Bit of a random episode today. Hope that stuff helps. If you have any questions about youth athletic development training, please reach out through all the methods you can contact me and I'll try my best to answer your questions. To wrap this thing up, if I can state a few things that are really important, kids aren't adults, so they shouldn't train like that. The focus should be on giving them a wide variety of movement literacy a lot of words in the dictionary, so to speak, so that they can have a solid foundation for their teenage developmental years. Have fun or else it's game over. And lastly, just do, explore, and you'll be amazed to see what can come of something like this structured chaos. Thank you for joining this episode of Juice with Justin.